boy. And their smart, horny, and unpopular son, bud. Welcome to Dunstan Checks, man. <laughs> the best and only podcast breaking down the 1996 ape film minute by minute. Uh, that is Dunstan Checks In, in case you didn't know what the 1996 ape film is. Yeah. Uh, I'm Lord Andrew. I'm Emily Monkeytown. Minute 69. Nice. It's uh, it's we want it to be nice, so we paired it with Super Mario Brothers. Well, so to sort of get some guaranteed niceness in there, because we know we couldn't depend on the minute itself to bring that. Yeah, um, because this is the second appearance of Super Mario Brothers in our random minute pairing block, uh-huh. and because it is an odd minute, which are Emily's minutes. Emily, you will be deciding when to talk about the film. And what a responsibility that is. (laughs) Uh, Shall we get into the minute? Let's do it. Woof, woof. Yeah. The dog, the dog goes for Dunstan. Correct. Dog takes off. Now, was Abe supposed to be sleeping here? I couldn't tell you. This is one of those weird things where that conclusion only makes sense if you insert a break between the last minute and this one, it really does not make sense when you think of them as a continuous moment. Yeah, we we as minute by minute viewers view each minute separately, so that it makes a little bit of sense to us. Except we know <laughs> that they go back to back. Yeah, I don't see how he could be asleep, and yet when this minute opens, his sort of head is down, and uh, he is unprepared for what is about to happen. But he, in the at the end of the last minute, he had been actively engaging with the dog who growled. Yeah. Like for us to believe, he has to, hey, you know what? Here we go. Okay. Let's talk about the live action Super Mario Brothers movie. Oh, shit. Do you want me to tell you the connection first or do you want us to talk about it and then talk about the connection? Tell me what this connection is. I'm so scared. Abe goes from actively engaging with the dog to being seemingly asleep as quickly and as jarringly as Mario goes from giving Toad dirty looks to wildly dancing and and slapping his knees in rhythm with Toad's song when they first meet Toad. 100% on point here. Right? It's exactly the same thing. (laughs) Yeah, truly. In that it's just there's just a complete shift that happens within seconds when the camera changes angle. Not even within yeah. a second, within less than a second. Yeah, the camera switches angles immediately. It's a different posture, a different uh, yeah. uh, uh, emotion, a different point of view. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so that's the connection. But here we are to talk about a very good movie called Super Mario Brothers. How did how did this watch treat you? Uh, pretty good. Yeah, uh, I've, I've never heard. That's the least enthusiasm I've ever heard you just talk about the Super Mario Brothers movie with, and I'm actually concerned about what this, what these times have done to you. It's true, uh, and I also, I mean, I was watching it and I was just thinking, what else can we say? We've said it all. <laughs> oh, you know what? Uh, what? There was one thing that I picked up that I, I believe I've never noticed or said before, mm-hmm. um, where when in in one of the first images where we're getting we're seeing Dino Hatton for the first time. Yeah. And Mario and Luigi are, are I, I believe it's it's after the they see Daisy and then they're pulled away by the cop um, and they're wandering around. Yeah. Uh, but before I think it's right before they get yelled at when when Luigi's like, hey, miss, you know, can you help us? And the lady says, bug off or whatever. 
Yeah. Uh, we see the beyond the the food stalls, which are selling fried uh, tweeters. Yeah. Um, there is a stall that's just selling T-shirts. That's interesting. And it's like T-shirt, a T-shirt, and it's like the way the stall is set up is it's one T-shirt up on a hanger, and that's and it's like that on three different walls. It doesn't you, seem like there's a lot of T-shirts. Could you tell what was on the T-shirt? Uh, I believe uh, they are the kind of T-shirts that you would find being sold on a street in the in 1993. <laughs> sure. So like a like a like a black Tweety Bird or Bart Simpson. Yeah, yeah. I believe <laughs> it, it it because we do see that Taz the Tasmanian Devil jean jacket. True. Uh, at one point, I believe it is Looney Tunes characters, but it could just be what what were the big brands at the time? Billabong or big dogs, uh, big dogs, something like that. Yeah, I was wondering if much in the same way, like people will set up uh, outside events and sell bootleg, like you know, like bootleg Lakers jerseys outside a Lakers game. Mm. Maybe it was a bootleg. I was a teenage mammal shirts. <laughs> that would have been good. Yeah. I would like to see that. that I kind of in that same uh, sequence. I I did. I really let my mind wander with the idea that Luigi presents to Mario with, um, "What if we fell asleep and we woke up in a." manhattan of the future yeah a thousand years he says i did also fixate on that line this watch it is interesting how we synced up on that yeah i i I really let myself think like you know was luigi very familiar and enamored with um the story of um van what was his name van van winkle rip van winkle (laughs) i love the idea i've just called him van winkle like he's a (laughs) sports player (laughs) but yeah i i just wondered what was um how did Luigi even think that was possible? I know he's apt, more apt to believe in things than Mario, but that that's already Maybe, one kind of leap. I, I th- there was probably an episode of our mysterious world where like someone claimed to have had that happen to them. And then they found a time machine and came back or, or, that. or even just someone uh, that happened to them. And now they, they don't know what technology is, but they were able to find. Oh, sort of a, a Brennan Fraser, uh, Encino Man situation. Brennan Fraser in several movies. <laughs> okay, but in Blast from the Past, he's only from the fifties. Yeah, and in George of the Jungle, George from the Jungle, <laughs> he's from the Jungle. He's not from the past. Yeah, that's true. Encino Man is the only one where really, like, he is from a completely different time period. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I I had to really appreciate, um, you know, Dennis Hopper's Koopa. Yeah, I, I, I thought a couple of times, what did he what was he bringing to the role? You know, we, we, we have a lot of quotes from uh, Bob Hoskins and from John Leguizamo where they're they're going, you know, Bob Hoskins was like, oh, my kids knew what Mario was and they wanted me to be in this movie. Yeah. I wondered if it was similar for for Dennis Hopper. I think uh, I think Dennis Hopper, at least for a certain time in his life, um, just picked movies where it seemed like everyone will be cool with him doing drugs on set. I mean, yeah. I, I also think, you know, this was, uh, he played a lot of bad guys through a, a period. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, I think, it's not just us, you know, this is not a unique observation, but people have pointed out some sort of similarities between his Koopa and his, uh, Frank and blue velvet. Oh, sure. I, I mean, I also think there's similarities with his Waterworld villain, whatever that guy's name is, which I have not seen. You've never seen Waterworld. Uh, no. Did um, you even see the stunt show? 
<laughs> no, I have not. I've never been to Universal oh my Hollywood. God. Um, I have a quote here from an interview with uh, Dennis Hopper. Okay. This was in 2008. Oh, so he's um, probably... This was... He's uh, on his deathbed. What is he so, saying? This is a blog post from uh, November... I don't think he was on his deathbed yet. <laughs> when did he die? I thought it was like 2009. Uh, I mean, sure, but he's still... I just put in Dennis Quaid instead of Dennis Hopper to figure out when he died. <laughs> I wonder if uh, Dennis Quaid ever talked about Dennis Hopper dying. Uh, May of 2010. So he's still, you know. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so apparently on the episode of Late Night with Conan O'Brien that aired the night before this mm. blog post, um, he uh, Conan asked him if he had any regrets uh, in any of the 150 films he's acted in over the years. Dennis Hopper said, quote, and I have not read this quote in advance, Okay. Um, this is all, but honestly, it looks like a similar story to Bob Hoskins. Okay. Conan, hey, you got any regrets, bitch? Dennis Hopper. I made a picture called Super Mario Brothers, and my six year old son at the time, he's 18 now, he said, Dad, I think you're probably a pretty good actor, but why did you play that terrible guy, King Koopa, in Super Mario Brothers? And I said, Well, Henry, I did that so that you could have shoes. And he said, Dad, I don't need shoes that badly. <laughs> so uh, it seems like it was just a paycheck for him. That really got to me. It <laughs> really, really tickled me. That's really, um, that's some truth. Thank you now, to what- uh, Chad Conselmo, the former contributor to Destructoid. Oh, this is a Destructoid post. Okay. I was going to say, what if you check that blog post and I wrote it? <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. Um, that I don't know. That's that's really funny. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't need shoes that bad. Yeah, uh, but we needed this movie that badly. We did. The world <laughs> needed this, and and thank God Dennis Hopper gave it to us. Yeah, I just, I just I I tried to really get into the actor's head in in this in this watch where I thought yeah. <laughs> what was what was Dennis Hopper's you know did, was he even familiar with Koopa as a character? I think he was approaching it as like a whole new creation. It was I think of, he for sure was, it, and it made it more interesting. I think till the day he died, if you if you like showed uh, if you showed him a picture of Bowser. Like he wouldn't, he wouldn't recognize that um, as like the same character that he played. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Probably. Um, I thought a lot about the ending. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had, yeah. you know, I've always thought about the ending. Yeah, uh, sure. The the way that Daisy comes back and says, "You're not going to believe this." Mm-hmm. But I, I wondered if 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 um, a, a funny a funny way to take that would be they get back. And she was just in dirty clothes because she was, I don't know, just in dirty clothes. And she was like, everything's great here now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, She she just gets them back and they're just like, oh, everything's good now. Yeah. (laughs) That would be kind of funny. Yeah, that'd be good. (laughs) To me. (laughs) Yeah, I'd enjoy that. Just a nice time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, I I think I looked up what um, the actress who played Daniela I think her name was Dana something. Yeah. Uh, what she got up to. And she, she didn't really do much after that. I, I would have liked to seen a, a good career for her. Yeah. You know, I feel like she could have, uh, she could have been a, she could have anchored a sitcom. Oh, for sure. Yeah. She, you know what she could have been more than an anchor. She could have been a season two edition that redirected the whole sitcom and made it into what it was known for 
you know, five years later. Yeah. She could have been a Nurkle. She could have been a, yeah. uh, what's his name? Fonzie. Uh, she could have been a. I almost called him Fianzi because I could not remember his name. <laughs> yeah, Fianzi. That Fion- was his. <laughs> Fianzi before he came to America. <laughs> yeah, Fonzie had to change his name at Alice Island from Fianzi to Fonzarelli, which is his real name. <laughs> yeah. Um, he, uh, she could have been, you know, a Woody from Cheers. Oh sure. I think people don't but, think of Coach; they think of Woody. Well, I guess I, I, in this, you know what I say though, in this house, we respect coach. Oh, in this house, we love and respect coach. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Did, did anything, uh, uh, really jump out at you? Can't catch you unawares in the, in this watch. I did notice and think about a lot that line. Um, uh, sorry, I got distracted because I'm looking at Dana Kaminsky's IMDb page. She played Daniela. And mm-hmm. I regret to inform you uh, that she's on some, I, I would call them exploitative user lists. Oh, no. Some unsavory user lists. Oh, no. Um, I got distracted. Sorry. It's wild that they got rid of the... Um they got rid of the IMDb message boards and they kept the user list. <laughs> yeah, truly a, a chaotic choice. You know what I'm noticing though? Hmm. She, uh, so we know she wanted to go to WrestleMania and Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, and then in um and the show Brotherly Love, which is a show that I enjoyed a lot uh, in the '90s, she played Comic Con patron. <laughs> so I've, she's a. What, uh, what is the show? Uh, Brotherly Love was a show. It was the Lawrence brothers, all three of them. Um, the oldest one worked at like an auto shop and, uh, no parents around. So they were kind of raising each other, you know? Mm. Um, and it was in Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love and their brother. Uh, okay. Yeah. All right. All right. You're really into the Lawrence brothers, huh? I don't understand why you're so down. I don't understand how you could grow up in the nineties and not be at least as into the Lawrence brothers as I am. I don't know. I I feel like the the siblings that I followed were the uh, Mary Kate and Ashley, the Olsons. Well, sure, I was into them too. But I mean, I guess the, the we know the answer here is that you, like a fool, were not invested in Disney Channel original movies, and that is really where the Lawrence brothers thrived. This is very true. I'm talking I, about the other me. I'm talking about horse sense. I uh, uh, my girlfriend has been showing me, you know, selected. She goes, "We have to watch this. We have to watch that," because Disney Plus has everything. Yeah. Uh, then there was one film that she said we had to watch, and I looked it up, and it actually wasn't a Disney Channel original, but the mm-hmm. Disney Channel played it a lot. What was uh, it? And we found it on YouTube because it was. I think no one wants to claim it. It's called. <laughs> it's called Susie Q. Oh yeah, Susie Q fucking rules. And it, Susie it, Q, I believe, was made by Disney, but I believe it just predated the Disney Channel. It, it aired on a Canadian channel first, I believe. Interesting. Which, which is why, but Disney aired it I, a bunch. I will say I am 100% in agreement with with your girlfriend. Yeah. I almost said her name, but then you didn't, so I felt weird about saying it. I um, my, my invisible rule is that I say it in the pre-show. I don't say it in the main show. I okay. I, I will say you, you, you are correct. I'm, I'm looking it up now. It looks like it was produced by Super RTL, some Canadian channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say when it aired on Disney Channel, it was branded as a Disney Channel original movie. Oh, I'm sure. They, they'll rebrand anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I was, I was big into Suzy Q. Because mm-hmm. it, it starred I, Amy Jo Johnson, the Pink Ranger. I know. I couldn't believe that I'd never seen him before because I, as a child, I did have a, a deep uh, Power Rangers uh, time. Sure, a deep Power Rangers time. I, I don't know how to work. When when you're a kid and you just get obsessed with something for like sure. two years, 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was like Power Rangers was it for me. And then I never I looked away. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, same. Yeah, I I think I don't know what that is. That there there must be some kind of uh, actual name for that when that happens with children. Mm. Uh, I don't, I I couldn't tell you. I yeah, I didn't expect you to. <laughs> yeah, Wikipedia lists us in a category called Disney Channel premiere films. I, I mean, I guess it had its American premiere on the Disney Channel. Sure, along with uh, the Paper Brigade, which is another Disney Channel original movie that's not actually a Disney Channel original movie that I really loved in my childhood. Hmm. Yeah, I it's funny because I I've said this before. I didn't watch all of the Disney Channel original movies, but I did watch the Wonderful World of Disney movies on ABC. Sure. Those I I can't I could not name one right now, but I, I want to say the Paper Brigade originally was one of those. I could be wrong about that. That's very possible. I I thought the um the Tower of Terror movie was as well, but I could be wrong. Yeah, who knows? Because I don't um, think that thing that did not play in a theater. This is the oddest shit that's ever happened that we are officially talking about the Super Mario Brothers movie right now, but we're getting off topic. That doesn't usually happen to us. No, not this. usually. But, you know, it, it has to happen eventually. Oh, God, what a sad time. <laughs> it's really that's the time we're living in. We're uh, sorry. Uh, all right. Should we just get back to this? I, Fucking, I, well, we just put I want to say this this watch I did have a, a stronger than usual empathy for Lena. Oh, well, I always have a strong empathy for Lena. I, uh, you know, I except I, that I, she I, stabs your son Yoshi. Yeah, she does stab my that's the thing with me and Lena. As I always feel a strong sympathy for her until she stabs Yoshi and then I turn on her. Yeah. I was I did find this watch I was going back to a lot of hallmarks of our of our minute show where things that happen in the minute that I always enjoyed mm-hmm. like um a sound that the fire extinguisher makes when uh Iggy sets it down. Oh yeah, that's very good. That's a good sound. Oh, you know, that reminds me. I did come up with a a, a good hypothetical. Or did I? I had a hypothetical <laughs> and now I can't remember. Oh, <laughs> or did I? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Is your hypothetical did you come up with a good hypothetical? Okay, of the two, Iggy and Spike, whose fashion do you like better? Oh, that's got to be Spike. I think I like Iggy's fashion better. Uh, maybe, honestly, maybe it's just that I don't like Iggy's hair, but that mm. like, it just mm-hmm. turns me off his entire look. Yeah. Um, which is why I go with Spike. Yeah, I, the hair is the least good part of it. You know why I think I appreciate uh, Spike's look more? Why? Is that his whole look in this screams like, I don't mean to demean the quality of the Super Mario Bros. movie, but his look is like straight to DVD or straight to VHS, I guess at the time, Nicolas Cage. Oh. I mean, that's also somehow Nicolas Cage in life now, right? (laughs) I mean, you're not wrong. (laughs) Um, have we checked on Nicolas Cage? Can we check on Nicolas Cage? I mean, I just saw a movie that he just released and it was great. The Color of Pink or whatever it's called. <laughs> color yeah, Out of Space. <laughs> the Color of Pink was definitely what it was called. <laughs> yeah. Um, All right. Yeah, he's doing great. He made, he made a cool movie. Okay, because sometimes a picture comes out where he's in Vegas and he he doesn't look okay. And I worry about him. You know, Sometimes people listen. I I I don't want to demean the city. It's obviously very close to my heart for certain reasons. But a certain type of person goes to Vegas specifically when they're not at their best. Okay. Okay. You know, you're you're not wrong. 
All right, let's get back into the minute. Okay. Uh, I don't even know where we left off. We were right at really... the beginning. Uh, oh, yeah. Abe, Abe, Abe is somehow asleep. Uh, so when he gets pulled, we we do see a shot of him being dragged, and we hear him saying, heal, boy, please heal. Yeah. Uh, so he's he's unable to stop this dog. Like, no, I'm not going to make that joke. Okay. Uh, <laughs> know that uh, I passed on a joke. I Oh, it's known. <laughs> it was sensed. <laughs> uh, so what my note here says is that Dunstan is instantly in the party and no one notices. Yeah, yeah. There is an orangutan running loose in this very crowded ballroom. And, and it's full of people, including three that are actively looking for him. At four, three, if you, maybe even four. Yeah. 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 Three or four people that are actively looking for an orangutan. And yet somehow nobody notices Dunstan. In fact, the, the longer that the scene goes on, the more people that are looking for Dunstan enter the room. Correct. <laughs> um, it's wild yeah did you notice kyle's shirt uh i did not they 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 have a you know dramatic zoom in when dunstan runs out and then he runs out looking for him Mm -hmm. uh they kind of zoom in and his shirt just says mud boy (laughs) that's so good there's some kind of there's some kind of art there but it on top of it it says mud boy that's very good a shirt that just says mud boy is extremely good (laughs) um then we get um, we see uh, Lord Rutledge uh, kind of maybe notices Dunstan, mm-hmm. but is is redirected by um, Lady Lady. What is <laughs> do 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 brow? Come on! I I don't know why I said Lord Rutledge, and then I had to call her Lady something. Yeah, lady and that, Dubrow. Do, that's do, why Mrs. Dubrow. Um, uh, yeah. Then we also see Buck. Lafarge is also kind of looking for him and Dunstan kind of has to do a stop short turnaround on both of them. But also like they shoot it in this specific way that is usually used by movies to suggest that two people are making eye contact. And yet Buck Lafarge is very specifically not making eye contact with Dunstan here. Yeah. It's very strange. It is extremely strange. Um, and then I would say where it peaks for me, where the, the strain on credulity is at its highest for me is uh, when Dunson is hiding underneath a woman's dress and still nobody notices. She's fully hiding under this uh, dress. This woman is speaking French, perhaps? German. It's for sure German. Okay. I I don't know either language. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, You know French. That's why I asked. (laughs) Well, she's saying like, she says, I I can't remember what she says, but she said something at the time. I was like, oh, that's common enough, a German word that I know it's German. Oh, okay. Um, now, did you notice that for Dunstan to hide under this woman's dress, the woman had to have a wide stance? Yes. Yeah. This this woman clearly knows that there's an orangutan underneath her. Yeah, maybe I guess that that's the only reasonable explanation is that she knows and she's just like cool with it. Yeah, she just thinks this is a thing they do in America. <laughs> oh yes, when, or, when in when in New York. <laughs> yeah. Um. So then we we come to Brian is hitting on a girl. Mm-hmm. This is now, not any of the girls we've seen before. It, I thought it was one of the French girls we saw. I didn't think so. Because mm. this girl she, was blonde, right? Yeah. I thought I, n- neither I thought of the French of them, girls were blonde. I thought one of them was blonde. Oh. He um, seems like he's trying to do the arm trick. Well, he's, I would say he's definitely trying to do the arm trick. It's yeah. also... 
this woman's performance is she's the only note that I I feel like this performance is the result of a director telling her more times, okay, now do it more like an extraterrestrial. <laughs> <laughs> there I, I think you're you're remarking on something that I noticed as well uh-huh. that um is the most bizarre choice I've ever seen an actor make in a scene. <laughs> is it the fact that when Brian were yeah, when uh, when Kyle rather pops up, she does not look, she just kind of continues like fake laughing and staring into the distance. Uh, yeah. And then the next the the last time that we see her in the scene, because then they, they cut to different uh, just a one shot of each Brian and Kyle talking to each other. But uh-huh. the last time that we see her, she stares off and then her eyes kind of glance to the left towards the camera right <laughs> as it cuts. Yeah. Um, but it's not like she's looking at the camera. It's like she's no. just phasing out. <laughs> she just is like, I'm not part of this conversation. I'm going to yeah. look over here. It's so bizarre. The one thing that I can say is that she does look very uncomfortable to be there, which tracks with the way that Brian behaves around women. Yes, for sure. Uh, So what Brian says to Kyle when Kyle says Dunstan is loose in the part or he because he interrupts, he says, uh, great move, Kyle. Yeah, not smooth move. Great, (laughs) great move, Kyle. The most unnatural of phrasing. (laughs) Yeah. It's very odd. Uh, so then the way that Kyle explains it is Rutledge got me and I found this in his room. I will say this. Yeah. As awkward as everyone else is being, Eric Lloyd, I feel like shines here. I but, feel like this is good, convincing acting from Eric Lloyd. But Rutledge got me. Yeah. That's a that's an odd phrasing. Well, that's the thing. I feel like the phrasing is set up so firmly against him. And yet the fact that it seems kind of natural is like. I, I I wouldn't normally I, I wouldn't normally think a child this young would be capable of pulling that off in a way that seemed any kind of natural. I think he does. I, I guess. And then I found this in his room. We never see him find this picture or put it in his pocket. No, but he pulls it out of like an inside pocket in this moment. Yeah, like inside yeah. of his jacket, his like zipper sweatshirt it's, jacket. It doesn't even look like a jacket though. It looks like a shirt. <laughs> you're, you're not wrong. <laughs> Um, and it's the picture that is in Dunstan's trunk. Yes. That is of Lord Rutledge with Samson and Dunstan. Maybe Dunstan had it in his pocket, in his pocket of his shorts and he oh. gave it to, to Kyle while they were on the dumb waiter. He did still have his fanny pack. He could have had it in there as well. Yeah. Um, so that's when Kyle, Kyle shows that to Brian and Brian like instantly gets, Oh, this means that Lord Rutledge is involved. Right. Yeah. Well, Brian, that- like, Brian goes from creeper mode to business mode, like on a dime. Like he sees that picture and then mm. doesn't mean like we have to go find dad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so they believe that this will also convince their father that this yes. is the, that because well, now they can been prove the that Rutledge yeah. is associated with Dunstan, which they've been saying all along. Mm-hmm. So they say, all right, uh, let's go find, let's find dad is what Brian says. And that's the last line. That's the end of the minute. What, what do you think we ever see this poor girl again? Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. This is why we need our our uh, Quibi miniseries where we oh just <laughs> explore what else happens in the Majestic Hotel. Show, we, no, stories. we don't. We like super, super don't. But, you know, we could we could have justice for all of these characters that literally get one second. No. And no they, lines. They, they are all bastards for having participated in this movie. No one is no one in this movie is free of sin. <laughs> Except perhaps for Dunstan. 
Okay, yeah, except perhaps for Dunstan. Yeah, ape ape actor Samson. And the dog who plays Buck Lafarge's dog, and the dog who plays and the dog who plays Neil. Okay, and you know what? Maybe even Glenn Shaddix. Yeah, you know what? No one else. No one else. (laughs) All right. Uh, So our next—that's the end of the minute. Yes. Our next minute, the final randomly paired minute. Mm -hmm. Uh, Are you are you are you relieved to be getting out of the randomness, or are you afraid for for what you're going to have to do to pair a minute? A movie with no, a no, no, no. I'm, 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 re- I'm frankly relieved to be free of the randomness. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a little stressful. Yeah, to have to come up with some connection that <laughs> is clearly not there. Yeah, You're, you, you see why I got so excited when I realized my connection for this minute. Yeah, yeah. Um, so minute seventy. It is a, it is a my choice. Mm-hmm. It is uh, follow that bird. Follow that bird, which was a uh, Sesame Street film. Yeah. Uh, so that's that that I'm looking forward to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll be fun. Sesame Street is very comforting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you can find me on other podcasts such as Nothing New, a remake podcast that myself and Justin Keys on host. Uh, every month we take a look at a movie and uh, its remake, uh, or two movies that are based on the same property or or something of that sort yeah uh, we have a lot of fun with it uh benvnetwork.com slash nothing new is where you can find it and another show that i do is called it's on my list it's on because my list pod.com your kiss, your kiss uh, it's myself my and a group list. of friends get together and talk about movies that people say that we should see or that we say other people should see uh, so we're, we're checking them off of our list one by one and telling you if it's worth checking off your list. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's a, that's a fun show. Go check that out. It's on my list And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at podcaster Andrew. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at very cool. Emily Twitch as well. Um, also check this shit out. I do a podcast with Justin keys on as well. And it's called go, go Godzilla and Vic Perfecto is also there which I forgot to mention in the last episode. And now I genuinely do feel bad about, uh, rate and review us on Apple, to, Apple on Apple, write it on an Apple, write it on. And, an, we, that was and, one of our challenges already. <laughs> it was. And honestly, frankly, you shouldn't be doing that right now because the only way someone else is going to see it is if you leave it in the store and that is not hygienic. No, um, uh, you do the thing. I did the long, I did one last week. It's your turn. <laughs> um, it's write a review on apple podcasts is that what it's called now i who god knows god knows um i think he doesn't even know (laughs) it's forbidden knowledge he they hide it from god Mm -hmm. um you know what and 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 because of that in your review uh, please rate us five stars and then write in your review what something you would like to hide from god is (laughs) now i'm not saying reveal some secret about yourself it can just be something in the world that you think god doesn't need to see yeah okay that's good yeah. <laughs> uh, and so, you know, what? Yeah, what? Did we already say go to you know Twitter and Instagram and all those places? Uh, yeah. Well, not our not our Twitter and okay. our Instagram. Well, the show's Twitter is Majestic Hotel and Y. The show's Instagram is Dunstan Checksman. The Patreon Dunstan look up. Dunstan checks in. You know, patreon.com slash Dunstan checks in. Yeah. And a portion of the Fuck. proceeds go to R A I C E S. Correct. 
And we still don't know how to say that properly, except and to we, spell it out. And we never will. Never will. Yeah. So <laughs> also go to YouTube, look up Dunstan Checks Man. You'll find little mashup videos that I make of the trailer with the minute that we talk about, you know? And that's that's all, folks. And remember, Dunstan is spelled with a U. Fuck. And we're checking out. all who come to this happy podcast welcome and amusings are your musings here age relives fond memories of the past and here youth may savor the challenge and promise of the future hi i'm david and i'm kayla and if it wasn't readily apparent from that we're huge nerds about disney that's why we're doing the Animusings podcast. Once a month, we'll sit down and talk about a film in detail from the Walt Disney Animation Studios filmography, covering them in chronological order, from Snow White to Moana and beyond. To Moana and beyond! Sweetie, we're not doing Pixar yet. We'll do that after. And That's going to be a long time coming. Anyway, if that sounds up your alley, come join Kayla and I, and maybe a guest or two, as we explore the Disney animated canon, film by film. With the hope that it'll be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. Ooh, nicely said. Don't thank me. Thank Walt. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.